Most Divided Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the House Divided Podcast. Uh, guys, football's here. This is our last episode before our teams play. I'm watching Ohio State kick the shit out of somebody right now. This is great, and it feels real this time, Jeremy. It does. Actually, I was going to say, I, I'm watching the Ohio State game on my screen, and I can hear the high school football game in my neighborhood. So it's back-back, and the school in my neighborhood is up 41 to nothing. So doing good. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I am just so happy it's back. And the discourse about it all online has felt more real this year, too. Because remember last year, we had all the conferences starting at different times. It didn't even look like the Big Ten was going to play uh, for a while there. And so this has just been so much better. It feels real, even if it is depressing. And we know three out of the four playoff participants uh, before the season starts. At least this year, we don't have to sit here and say, should we be playing? Is this the right thing to do? Oh, no, don't do it. Like, we could probably still have that conversation, but it's at least a personal choice at this point with a vaccine available. Exactly. Yeah, it's much um, different. Yeah, because that wasn't available before. So, uh, yep, yep, exciting times. Uh, I, I was feeling very bleak about football season for most of the last year or so, but uh, the last two or three weeks, it has really amped up for me and I am as pumped as ever for a Michigan season opener. We'll see how long that lasts. eh? You're ready to be heard again. (laughs) Yes, I absolutely am. I actually Uh, got offered tickets to go to the big house, Brendan. When? Uh, Earlier this week, like to go this Saturday. Oh, this Saturday. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and you I, turned I them down? Them. No, I got some family stuff that I couldn't have taken them, but I just figured, you know, solidarity. You're you're uh, protesting them until that statue comes down. So that's, <laughs> that's what I'll use. I'll use my podcast right. co-host, Solidarity. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, let's just get right into the games. Uh, we'll start with the one that's on our screen right now. Uh, Ohio State at Minnesota. We got some weeknight Big Ten football in week one. This is weird, uh, but I kind of like it. So, uh, Jeremy, give me give me who you had. Ohio State was a 14-point favorite here. I, I, I think I'm going to operate the same way I do every year, which is I'm not going to pick against Ohio State in a spread until they make me lose. I think if I played the spread enough, I'd win for the season. So I'm just going to stick with that. Uh, Minnesota was pretty bad last year. <laughs> we saw that with how Michigan just stomped them, right? So um, I don't really know enough to say that Minnesota has improved enough to not lose by at least like 17, 17 to 20. Feels about it. I won't say they'll, they'll beat the brakes off them by like 35, but they'll cover the 14. Yeah. It's 7-0 I... right now, just what the listener know where we're at. It's 7-0 right now. So. Yeah, uh, I was not really worried about this hitting, to be honest. Um, When I saw the line was 14, I really just kind of couldn't believe it. So, yeah, I also have Ohio State minus 14 here. Uh, I also got got smart money and put real money when it was at 13 and a half. 
So I don't even mm. have to worry about a push. So nice. I, uh, feeling pretty good about that. Now. Nice. <laughs> well, lucky you, because I got it at 14. <laughs> but uh, let, let's go with the game next that was supposed to be played tonight. It's now been pushed to Saturday. Uh, Temple at Rutgers. Rutgers is a 14 and a half point favorite. Um, do you know why this game was pushed back? I did not see. Oh, well, Brendan, I can tell you, unfortunately, as a personal uh, reason that he got pushed back, there's massive flooding in New York. And New oh, New York my gosh. Yes, um, I did know that. Yeah, and I'm supposed to have a player report to Brooklyn on Saturday. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, uh, so I saw some pictures early this morning, I think, from, like, some Rutgers fans that I follow and, and like, Rutgers accounts, like, campus had flooding at different bus stops and things like that. And it wasn't too long after I saw that, but I saw the game got pushed. So um, makes sense. Hopefully it dries out. They don't have any more rain, hopefully tonight and tomorrow and everyone's safe and they can have a game Saturday. Uh, feels like we have to talk about hurricanes more and more <laughs> with uh, football season as climate change continues to happen in our beautiful world, Brendan. So but UV doesn't affect the Big Ten. Yeah, don't. Yep. We're a what solid five years away from hurricanes, at least. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, so, yeah, man, I, I completely forgot about the flooding in New York. I did know about oh, that, crazy. and I just didn't even put two and two together. Um, yeah, I saw I saw last night Central Park in one hour got 3.1 inches of rain. So it was not, not surprising to see that they aren't playing today. Um, but would have been a crazy game to try and pick the line of, right? <laughs> if yeah, they're playing right. in those conditions. So yeah. Um, so I'm I've got Rutgers uh minus 14 and a half. That is my pick. Um I, I was really impressed by Greg Shiana last year, and I have faith in them to at least win this by a couple of scores because like this is a game where I feel like Rutgers is really gonna be in try hard mode. And because, uh, you know, it's a talented team, but they still play in the Big Ten East. So how many wins are really on the schedule? So I could see them trying to run it up a little bit and successfully doing so. Listen, I think the heart and soul of that team is in Champaign-Urbana. Arthur Sotowski is not there anymore, Brendan. Let's talk about it. We're not talking <laughs> enough about it. Um, no, I took Temple for the 14 and a half. Only, I mean, it's week one betting, and I'm not – reading too much into the pandemic season. I think Rutgers probably deserves more respect than I'm giving them, but I think a pandemic season with all the transfers they had gave them an extra boost um, that won't be as big of an extra boost this season. So I think they'll win. I'm, I'm not, I would never say Temple straight up, but I think 14 and a half, just a little rich for my blood. I'll take the points yeah. on Temple there. Remember that one year where Temple almost beat Penn State in like week oh. one or two? That was awesome. I, I really love it. one year when Penn State's line was so awful, Temple had like nine sacks against them. Yes. Oh, man. I, I've i really enjoyed some Penn State games in my day. Well, um, some Anthony Russo solidarity, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. that's true. Uh, depending on who, do you, who you talk to, starting quarterback Anthony Russo, question mark? Who knows? No. They play tomorrow, I, and we my don't. Money's on, my money's on Noah Kim. But, you know, that's just <laughs> a simple math. 
<laughs> so I want to save the Michigan and Michigan State games for last. So we're going to go to the bottom of this list and work our way up. Uh, so let's go UTSA. That's the University of Texas, San Antonio. Did I get that right? You did. The Roadrunners. Bang. As, Bill, as Bill Godfrey says. And they are. Godfrey, yeah. <laughs> and they are at Illinois. And Illinois is a five and a half point favorite. And <laughs> this is coming off of Illinois beating Nebraska by around the same point total, meaning <laughs> Vegas thinks similar things about UTSA and Nebraska. I just put that together in my head. Um, I'm going to take Illinois in the points. I, I think they're going to cover it and win by a couple touchdowns. Yeah, I don't think – I think I want to try and find a prop bet here. I think Illinois wins and covers. I also want to bet the under on passes. I'll go down to like 12. Like this is just going to be Brett Bielema running the ball every play, just establishing his style of football. Um, yeah. Archie Sikowski didn't make the mistake last week against Nebraska, but they also didn't make him throw it a lot. So I think if they get out in the lead, they're just going to run all day and, and win by about 10 to 12. And so, yeah, yeah. I want to find a prop bet on that too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got to believe in Bert, though. He's got the boys humming to start the season. Um, and now that is on. Well, no, Michigan's not playing a power five team, but um, out of the non Michigan and Michigan State games, that's actually the last game between uh, a Big Ten team and a non power five team that we have. Uh, so here, let's roll into the next one. We have. Oregon State at Purdue, which I know is just getting me on a technicality for what I just said about non-Power 5 teams, but they are <laughs> technically both uh, Power 5 members. Uh, Jeremy, who you got here? Uh, I had to go with Purdue. Uh, Oregon State, I like who they have as their coaching staff. I think he's doing a very slow, methodical rebuild there, um, but Purdue will put up points and, and cover this one. <laughs> tried to talk while I was muted. I'm in agreement with you. Uh, I've got Purdue. Uh, I just think that Oregon State is so bad. I don't think Purdue is going to be particularly good this year. I've got that no, as I a win on MSU's schedule. Um, yep. But, yeah, no, I, I got Purdue in first, this uh, First game without Rondell Moore, right? I mean, I guess they played a little bit last year without him. but um... Yeah, yeah, they're going to they're gonna really lean on David Bell. But, uh We'll see how far he can take. <laughs> um, our next game. I think this one's actually super interesting. Uh, West Virginia at Maryland. Um, West Virginia being the two and a half point road favorite. And I've got a funny feeling Maryland's going to win this game. I really do. Uh, it's their MO to beat teams from the big 12 in week one. <laughs> Texas. Texas. Hey. You mean SEC? Oh yeah, teams SEC like teams. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, now you could say those wins just mean more. Maybe. Um, <laughs> oh man, that was such a dad joke. I'm ashamed. Anyways, yeah, I think Maryland wins this game straight up. So I'll take them plus two and a half, and I'll, I might take their money line on Saturday, depending how I'm feeling. I'm feeling with that with you with the money line pick because uh, if I'm only taking them plus two and a half, I'm basically saying I think they're gonna win. So. Mm-hmm. Might as well get more of the juice and go for the money line pick on this one. But um, no, I agree with you. I think I don't maybe buy into Maryland as much as the 
the kind of feelings are around them. Well, not in the Big um, Ten East, but like against West Virginia, sure. No, I just meant like season wise. No, like no, people, I know. I'm people have already with... moved them ahead of MSU, and there's some things where I kind of feel like uh, let's, let's give a little bit more time to show that Mike Loxley is real here. But um, but no, absolutely, they I could say you, the uh, same exact thing about Mel Tucker. Oh no, I totally agree. Okay, no, just, I'm sorry, we're not arguing about this. I just no. No, yeah, I, I just think there's nationally there's a lot of love. There's there's the typical love that Maryland gets, like if he can lock down the DNB, all the things that we've heard before about Maryland. But I think he's actually got a better chance than anyone else that they've had. Uh, so, yeah, give me Maryland, and I think West Virginia sneaky is going to be very bad. And I know we're going to talk about our futures bets later in the show. I'm actually going to have to look up what their win total is at because I might hammer that under because I. I don't know, man. This just does not feel like a year where I believe much in West Virginia. I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about West Virginia. Uh, I, my my preseason research has been very Big Ten specific, so I, I, I I'm fully their, banking their on Maryland is, being good. Their coach should be feeling a little bit of a warm seat right now. Neil Brown should feel a little warm. A little warm. Good. Good. All right, let's move on to some a couple big 10 games before we ride over back to the home schools. Um, first, speaking of home, home field apparel, <laughs> Indiana at Iowa. Yeah, that was a great transition. Uh, Indiana at Iowa. Iowa is a three and a half point favorite uh, playing at home at Kinnick. Um, go Hoosier. Yes. Yeah. So I think so too. I I, I think that like, I mean, like uh, I'll agree with you. I have not done probably the same preseason, you know, what I used to be able to do in my early twenties of how much I'd look this all up. But uh, let me, let me ask you, I know it's at Kinnick and and they're fans this year. So we can't even use the empty stadium thing. Were you a little shocked that Iowa was favored? I guess Iowa was better the last year than I, Give them credit for. I mean, both these teams uh, beat the hell out of I'm, my team. So I'm not shocked. Who am I uh, would say, but I think that if Indiana were in the Big Ten West, that them, Iowa, and Wisconsin would be seen as like all co-favorites to win that division. I think they're all about the same level of team because you know Iowa and Wisconsin are kind of being looked like that as just co-favorites, um, mm-hmm. and. So I don't, I'm not really surprised by Iowa being a three and a half point favorite just because it's at Kinnick and that's going to be a big time atmosphere. I mean, cause people know Indiana's good. This isn't like a sneaky, good Indiana team. This is, this is people know about this team and it's going to be Iowa fans first chance back. And that's a fan base that loves them some football. So uh, I think it's going to be a raucous environment, but I'm taking Indiana. I just think they're too good of a team. This is week one, so this is probably the best time for Michael Penix because the dude can't stop getting hurt. But we know here that unless he gets hurt early in the game, he's going to be there. And, uh, yeah, I I think Indiana rolls. I think they win this game. And uh, to be honest, I think they win probably nine or ten games this year. Yeah, I I took Indiana as well, and I agree with you. I mean – best game for Michael Penix last year was probably the Penn State game, right? And that's week one. And mm-hmm. week one here, you get a trip to Iowa. Um, you know, and I, I'm not quite one for the psychology of, at least on the field. I, I think from a fan perspective, yeah, Indiana is not going to sneak up on anyone this year. 
Um, I don't know if that changes any mindset of any other teams on a week one. Um, you know, like how did Penn State take them versus how Iowa is going to take them this year. But this Indiana team is pretty loaded. I am going to be curious to see. They had to fill some coaching absences, which one of them being obviously Mike Hart coming to Michigan. And um, Oh, yeah. I, I do want to see how they respond to, I guess, how they respond to not being the underdog as much every year for the season long underdog. I'm like, I had a cute, fun Indiana. Um, but no, I, I just, I don't, Kirk Ferentz seems to me he's always a little bit up and down. And I thought, thought they were above expectations last year. So I'm going to feel like they revert back to below expectations this year. With knowing gotcha. nothing about them. I'll admit it. Hey man, this, I, we, we said it, this is a vibes episode. And if you, if you're getting those vibes about Iowa, then that's how you got to pick. I think we, I mean, we had a professional sports writer on here, Nick Baumgartner, who tells us that, you know, there's just a lot of things of a COVID year you can throw out. So why would I try and use that as a data point, Brendan? <laughs> why research? Yeah, of course. It, it makes perfect sense. Hey, we'll see with this contest, you know. Last game I'm before gonna, we get into Michigan. Michigan. One and oh, so. Yeah, that's true. You are. Um, Penn State at Wisconsin. Week one, this is a fascinating game. I am very excited for this game. Um, Penn State, or no, Wisconsin, I'm sorry, five-and-a-half-point favorite at Camp Randall. Um, I'm taking Wisconsin here. I think they're going to win by more than a touchdown. So uh, I I think Wisconsin is a very complete football team this year. Um, They've got Graham Mertz back. Hopefully he can play well for them. Their offensive line is a Wisconsin offensive line. Uh, And and I think this is going to be a very typical Wisconsin team. So that being said, I don't have faith in Sean Clifford, Penn State's quarterback. And uh, especially to go into a what I, we talked about it with Kinnick, I think Camp Randall is going to be absolutely on fire for this game. Big, meaningful, big, big 10 game to start the season off. So, yeah, I think Wisconsin's going to roll here, actually. Two touchdowns. So, so I think Penn State, so we finally have some disagreement here. Finally. Not necessarily, not necessarily thinking that I think Penn State wins. So I just think this is going to be a game that goes down to the wire. Um, Wisconsin always feels like a team that's a slow start. They either have a really ugly win or they have kind of a eh, loss in like September. And then by November, you're like, Hey, they're 10 and two again. Like it's just kind of how Wisconsin goes. So um, because of their slow starts in the past, maybe I'm a little bit higher. And I, and as we'll discuss in our future picks, I am a little bit higher on Penn state, I think overall for the season than you. Um won't say something ridiculous like they'll challenge for the Big Ten East because I don't think anyone touches Ohio State, but I certainly have them as my favorite to finish second in the division, and I think they'll do it pretty smoothly. Um, so, yeah, I think they they cover this game. I wouldn't go all, all out and say that I think they beat Wisconsin, but I think they're definitely capable of doing it. Um, but five and a half just seemed like a lot of points, and I know I respect the hell out of Wisconsin and how good they are, but I think – I think Penn State's going to be a pretty good, uh, pretty good team this year. So I think five and a half is a little strong against them. I think they're a really good team, but I, I don't know, man. It's so hard to go to Wisconsin and win a game. I mean, that is, that is a tough place to play. And uh, 
I know that that line doesn't ask them to win, but I I feel like I mean they could still keep it close and you know lose by a touchdown and still doesn't cover. So I just don't have enough faith in them. Um, that being said, let's get to our games. Uh, I suppose we should go in chronological order. So to start with Michigan State at Northwestern, which is being played tomorrow night or tonight, if you're listening to this, when it comes out. Northwestern, three-point favorite. Uh, this is a, a revenge game of sorts for Northwestern. <laughs> it is indeed. It is. So I had no recollection of the fact that last year, um, Northwestern only lost to Michigan State and Ohio State until sure. like three days ago. So <laughs> uh, I, I have Michigan State covering here. I think they're going to win this game. But – because I think Northwestern is going to be terrible. So I, I think Michigan State has a chance to be okay this year, but do not make a mistake and think this is a big vote of confidence I'm giving. This has much more to do with Northwestern stinking. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And I think, to be honest, I mean, if you could draw up the way, if you're going to do a conference game to start the season, this is perfect, right? Like a uh, uh, road game, so you don't have to have – your conference game at home open up uh, with all the extra pressure that that brings. And you have to have your road game at Northwestern where it becomes kind of a quasi home game and the Northwestern team who, let me just kind of run through some, you know, my favorite numbers come from Bill Connolly with SP plus going to run through some of the numbers on Northwestern, Brandon. Those are my favorite numbers as well. I just want to be clear. Perfect. Big fan. Projected, Projected to win five games this year, Michigan state five and a half. Again, that's a two and five team versus a what six and two team. A little interesting there. Uh, Michigan State have, or Northwestern. They were seventy fifth in the country last year in SP plus. That's right. That was in two thousand fifteen. My bad. Let me just read through some of these more numbers. Um, Peyton Ramsey's gone. Seventy eight percent of their receiving yards are gone. Three quarters of their secondary is gone, and their defensive coordinator re- retired. And again, this is a team that massively outperformed expectations last year and what the numbers say. So feels like a really kind of perfect setup for vibes for MSU to come out and win. Um, and it would feel good because last year we're all excited for Mel Tucker. We get a late start to football, but we finally get it. And they come out with just that horrendous game against Rutgers with all the turnovers and the just hot mess that that was. So, yep. And that was the, that week one was the end of the 2020 season. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, no, I think Northwestern's going to be so bad this year. I mean, <laughs> that kid, they're playing at quarterback who has like a career, uh, per completion percentage of like 46. <laughs> it's, well, it's going to be forget, rough, man. Don't forget the, Hunter Johnson is his name, the one who is starting for the community who is starting for Northwestern. Don't forget, yeah. MSU has beaten Northwestern two years in a row. We have last year with the, the COVID season and a very good Northwestern team. But Hunter Johnson was the starting quarterback in the really ugly, ugly 2019 game where MSU just beat the brakes off of Northwestern on an MSU team that didn't do that to anybody that year. Um, but, yeah, that was a bad yeah. MSU team too. I mean, exactly. not like as yeah, not as bad as last year, but I mean that that was not a good team. Yeah, not so at all. let me actually see if I can pull up his stats from that year, which uh, 
Yeah, vamp a little bit. Let me see if I can pull up this one. But yeah, I remember watching that game in MSU. That was a a blowout of Northwestern, and he and Johnson did not have a good game. It was <laughs> it was he was clearly overmatched, and the whole time the commenters were just mentioning that he was a Clemson transfer. It was a thirty-one to ten win for Michigan State again on a season where I don't think we scored thirty-one ever again. Hunter Johnson, fifteen of twenty-six. 88 yards, one interception. That's right, 15 completions for 88 yards. <laughs> oh, this is, and this brings me to the actual bet that I have placed real dollars on for this game, which is under 45. <laughs> because, <laughs> dude, there's no fucking way unless That's we it. get multiple defensive scores. It's a pretty high total, even for someone who thinks the MSU offense is going to be pretty good and this Northwestern defense could be bad. 45 seems high. I could see this being yeah, because something like an MSU like 24 to 7 win or something. You know? I think MSU's defense is really good. It's going to be like not really good, but like compared to this level of Big Ten play, like when they play other bad teams, I, I think it's going to be good uh, comparatively. So yeah, I, I really don't see Northwestern scoring. That there were forty. Points. There were forty-nine points in this game last year. A twenty-nine twenty MSU win, um, with I want to say some of those points being like a last-second fumble on like the lateral for Northwestern, and Michigan State picked it up and scored. So really, this was a twenty-three twenty game, um, and that included a much better quarterback in Peyton Ramsey. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so 45 feels high. <laughs> I think that's a good yep. under to hammer. Um, unders are not fun to bet, but in this, but winning is fun, Brendan, and I think that's a win. Yeah, no, some unders are very fun to bet. What was the one game? Oh, the the game between Michigan State and Arizona State at Spartan Stadium. Oh, I had God. the under in that one, and that was like a hilarious one to watch because it was over by like halftime. You knew the under was hitting. Oh, but, I had the under in the Red Box Bowl when they played Oregon. That was the best. That's, you know, that's a better one because I will say I've been very confident of my unders in college football. And then randomly you get an overtime game and the teams only have to go 25 yards and all of a sudden mm-hmm. they score 40 points in the overtime. And that's been some bad beats for me, for your boy. So, so yeah. I, well, I think that was the only thing that would have been sweating me out on that Arizona State game was just the, uh, the overtime and just something stupid happening. But Yeah, well, the good news here is um, put Northwestern's offense at the 25. I don't really give a shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's move on to the other uh, Michigan game, which is Michigan against Western Michigan. Obviously, this game being at the big house. Michigan is a 17-point favorite. You give your, give your pick, and then I'll talk. So I like Michigan here by 17. Um, feels like I don't know if it feels similar to last year in the start against Minnesota. I know last year the the, the thing coming to Minnesota game last year, right, with Joe Milton. They even played the the locker room of like, let's go win this for Joe. Like this is about Joe Milton tonight. We're gonna do whatever we can to make him look good. Um, and then they go out and they just they dominated Minnesota that night. Um, obviously the season did not go the way they wanted after that, but it was a pretty dominant game against Minnesota. This feels you're at the big house in front of your fans again. It's a season that 
there's going to be some trepidation. Feels like they're going to want to come out and just hang one on Western. And and we can all say it's just Western and Michigan fans are going to head themselves, but that locker room needs it. They need to come out and just just murder them. And uh, and SP Plus has it a 19 point game, so I feel comfortable taking the uh, the 17. All right. But where are you at? You're more I... you're more into this game. So let's hear it. So oh, I stuck to it because I submitted it. I forgot this isn't just okay. So I submitted my pick as Western Michigan plus 17 uh, into our contest. I will say that I, while you were talking, have talked myself into Michigan minus 17. Uh, so <laughs> let the record show the my official Brendan. pick was Western Michigan, but I think. I think Michigan's going to do it. And here's why. Um, so my original reasoning for this was that um, I thought Western Michigan was going to score because they have a very good passing attack for the Mac. So no, not for the Mac. I take that back. They have a good passing attack period. And if you may have heard that's Michigan's biggest weakness is their secondary. Now, what I have now realized, though, is that if they can't stop Western Michigan, because I think the offense is going to run all over Western. I think between the explosiveness in Michigan's running back room and the fact that even if this offensive line, I think you should be worried if you're a Michigan fan and they're not mowing over Western in this game because this is an offensive line that's supposed to be like a top third in the Big Ten type of group and they need to come out and show it. So um, I, I think they're not going to have problems scoring points. I think there's going to be lots of lanes for the running backs to go, and I think there also is the threat of a Blake Corum or, uh, or even a Donovan Edwards later in the game popping off a big touchdown out of nowhere. And I don't think they're going to need to use McNamara very much. So I think your comparison to the Minnesota game is a good one. I think they're going to score a lot of points. Uh, But what I've now realized is that if they can't stop Western Michigan, they're not hitting the over on win total this year. (laughs) So, so I think they need to cover. They don't need to cover. That's an exaggeration, but I I think it's a bad sign if this is a shootout. I am talking to myself in circles. This uh, is, I mean, it's two days from the game and I feel like, you know how it is. Like college football is so stupid. I have to go watch my team play some piece of shit team, not on their level and how they play that game greatly defines how this season is going to go. Cause we don't get to see anything until the first game. Yeah. You didn't even get a spring practice, right? I mean, Michigan no, spring I game haven't. was closed. So. I was listening to one of the MGO blog podcasts this week. And do you know when the last time Michigan had a spring game? Well, I've been, what, three years? 2019? 2017. Michigan. Because oh, the trips. Because yeah. the trips. Yeah. 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 They, they haven't had a spring game since 2017. Wow. So, yep. It doesn't so, mean more. No, uh, no. Jim doesn't like anybody to see his team. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Michigan, that's not what this is about. Fans, you can you can see a former Spartan in this game too. Um, Ladarius Jefferson, 
running back. Oh, really? Western now, yeah, he had a pretty good season last year. He uh, he transferred to Western. Uh, you know, didn't follow the Mac as close as maybe I usually do because again, I wasn't as into college football last year, but um, he had a pretty decent season. I, I remember just seeing him pop up a bunch on uh, uh, on my Twitter timeline. You know, putting up some numbers there. Let me see if I can. Uh, find what his stats were looking like but yeah he'll be uh in the backfield for the broncos playing playing michigan again as a as a different team this time and it's kind of funny he ended up there because that was his biggest game at msu but yeah he had 600 yards on the ground last year five touchdowns so um definitely someone to uh keep an eye on for msu fans looking for something else extra to watch if you're checking this game out which i don't know why you would because penn state wisconsin's on at the same time so uh, this will be my B game, you know, on the iPad or something, but yeah, I'm, I'm going, up. it's going to be on my screen, Brendan. I I'm obsessed. I'm going up North this weekend. I don't even know how much football I'm going to be able to watch. So well, I hope I can watch show, this folks. game. We have analysis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, film study so, for you on Sunday, buddy. What? Said film study for you on Sunday, buddy. Yeah, no, I'm going to, I mean, I'll be watching. I'm, I'm going to watch the Michigan game, obviously. But, yeah, not sure how much uh, other stuff I'm going to get to watch. But I'll watch highlights, and I'll come back with thoughts. Trust me. All right. So we've gone through this weekend. It's going to be awesome because college football's back. Let's go through just – let's pick three futures each. Oh. And let's do this quick. Let's, let's just three. bang, bang, bang. I, well, you, I'll start. I'll start. I and I'll, uh, before you start, I will let you know, and I won't include it in my three. I did. I'm a man of my word. West Virginia six and a half wins on the season. I bet the under on the show. As good we job were talking about that Maryland game. So you know, and Bill C backed me up. He puts him at six. So I feel good. Yep. So my bet, my first one, and I might be stealing this from you. So my apologies. Northwestern under six and a half wins is the easiest I think here um, we don't need to go in depth here because we've already discussed it because of the MSU preview but uh, yeah under six and a half wins for Northwestern I will say I have not put real money on it yet um, but I uh, did tell you that you have one day for. yeah <laughs> so I, I did tell you to look for it so uh, so I agree with your pick I, uh, I have not put my money on it yet but that is that is one that I would I would say it's a solid one. I think so too. All right, your first pick. You want to? You want to alternate? Okay. Yeah, let's, let's alternate. Here. So this one, uh, I, I'll go with the Big Ten one too. Then just to kind of have us go with the Big Ten, and I think again it shouldn't surprise anyone based off of uh, the conversation we had about this team earlier. I took Penn State over eight and a half wins. Bill C puts them right at eight and a half. So. Um, a game like this weekend at Wisconsin would be a nice swing for me. I, I got to admit, if they beat Wisconsin Saturday, I'll feel really good about my over eight and a half. Uh, if they lose, I'm going to have to sweat it because they're going to need to go nine and two the rest of the way. Um, oh, man. I love a world where that late season Michigan Penn State game means like more to you than it does to me. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and you know what? And I we played Penn State the last game of the year, so I really don't want them to have to go nine and two. Oh, that would be so funny if not they're seven I'm, and four going into that game or eight not, and three. Not that I'm putting big money on this. Obviously, it's like ten dollars, you know. So whatever, it's not a big deal. But um, yeah, I so I took them over eight and a half. Um, I feel like they're an eight or nine win team, so this is one that I'm kind of I wasn't as confident in, but you know. I wanted to back up my uh, my stance that I think they're the second best team in the East, and for me, that should be a team that can get to nine wins. So, yeah. So I'll go next with my pick. Um, first of all, don't agree with the Penn State pick. I am not taking that under because I'm staying away from it. But I would if I had to pick. I'm gonna go to my second favorite team, and not second favorite, second best team in the Big Ten East, Indiana. Their line was at seven and a half, and that felt ridiculous to me. So I took the over. Ooh, this is some Bill C. Slander. They're at six point eight on the SP Plus. You are a man of man of Don't care. belief in the home field magic. Hoosier, go Hoosier. Oh, <laughs> uh, so another big ten from you, huh? I gotta admit, I did not put a ton. I, and I'll leave my MSU one out of it. So I think we've already talked about my MSU bet. I got it at four, but uh. You know, I'll go outside the Big Ten, but I will keep uh, a relevant team to this podcast, being that they will play one of our teams, Washington over nine and a half. Um, I think if they can, you got a lot riding on that Michigan game, then, buddy. So it's a mix of that. I think obviously if they beat Michigan, I'll feel really, really, really good. But I got to be honest, it's just also that outside of that Michigan game, I think this team could run the Pac-12. I just don't think the Pac-12 is very uh, very dangerous to me. I think Oregon's could... supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, but so the way I look at it is it's regular season. We're not counting the conference championship game. They can lose to Oregon, lose to Michigan, get 10. I mean, and I think that's a very doable thing for Washington. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's one that nine and a half felt like that's a high win total to bet on. So I certainly get that that's uh, going to pull some people away, but um, yeah, I, I guess it is kind of a, a stance on where I was at the time and how I felt on Washington beating Michigan, right? So, dude, uh, I think I think I think if Washington wins that game week two, I think you're in the clear on that bet. I 100 agree there. Yeah, if they but, win that uh, game, I'll feel really good. But if they lose, like, I I don't know, man. Like, they could still lose and go ten and two. You're right. How funny would it be if Michigan beat them and still went like fucking seven and five and had just had a win over like 10 and two or 11 and, or yeah, 10 and two Washington yeah. or something. Yeah. Be, and and it mean, could realistically happen and they could be similar teams, but I think the PAC 12 is just that much worse. And there's just no one else that they play out of conference. I mean, their other conference is Montana and Arkansas state. Well, yeah. There's nobody else. Michigan plays either. They, I mean, they don't even play Oregon until November and they avoid Utah. I, I just, I mean, they avoid Utah. They play Oregon in November. I think their losses could be Oregon and Michigan. And I just have to make sure that they don't, you know, get surprised by like a UCLA or Stanford. I, I feel really good about that nine yeah. and a half. That, that feels solid to me. Okay. Um, how married are you to doing a third one? We could just go and do Michigan and Michigan state and each give a pick. We don't have to actually well, bet these, but I, I, think I, we, did. I think we kind of talked about those in our previews. So I'll give you a third. If you don't have a third. Oh, I have it's a one third. that I've told you to bet on. Oh yeah. Give me your third. I, I'm yeah. all on the futures this year, Brendan. 
It really? Well, you go you know first what? with if your third. Go, you go if first. We go here. I don't have to do the Bovada thing where I'm like, why would I just put some money into this and I'm never going to withdraw it? Like, or I'm going to get a Canadian check. Like, no, I, I, I went to the futures. If I want to bet, I was like, well, let's go make a future bet. So the one I made uh, that I feel really, really good about um, Auburn, man. Two reasons. Ooh, what's their line at? There's a guy that's seven. So under seven is, you know, going six and six. But if you haven't been paying attention to things outside the Big Ten, they have had a disaster of an offseason. Um, mm. Their coach is a brand new coach. Hasn't brought in the greatest players at coordinator that the fans have gotten behind. Um, their coach openly got subtweeted by their defensive coordinator, Derek Mason, uh, who, again, has not coached for them either. <laughs> they have not coached a game together, and he's already subtweeting him because their coach refuses to get the vaccine and thinks it's a personal choice oh, and God. refuses to uh, view it as what most football coaches, including Dabo Swinney, has decided as a strategic advantage. If you can just make sure your team is going to have less control over them from COVID testing and other, you know, standards, that's probably smart to do. Um, Auburn not doing that. And also Auburn plays Penn State. And that's a key game for me on both their lines. Penn State winning helps me feel good about my nine and a half with them. And uh, I mean, if Penn State loses that one to Auburn, I'm probably done because they probably lost to Wisconsin and then they've lost to Auburn and we know they're going to lose to Ohio State. So, um, yeah, so the Auburn-Penn State game is a swing for me on multiple bets. But yeah, I mean, they, out of conference, they're going to get three wins, Brendan. But then I look at Penn State, I see that as a loss. LSU, loss. Georgia, loss. Arkansas, Mississippi, maybe a toss-up. Mississippi, probably loss. Texas A&M, loss. I mean, they're going to have to go perfect against Mississippi State, South Carolina, and Mississippi and Arkansas for me to lose my bet. Oh, dude. Well, Lane Kiffin will be there. Don't, don't you worry. Don't you worry. They're not going to go perfect out of those four. They're uh, not going to go perfect out of those four. They're going to lose to LSU, Georgia, Texas A&M, Alabama. Those are losses. Um, I just need them to lose one more SEC game and lose to Penn State, and I'm golden. So feel good about my under seven on on Auburn there. I've got one I think you're going to like, Jer. Ooh, give me it. Clemson under 11 and a half. So are you picking Georgia to win Saturday? Is that the play? I'm thinking that with them putting a new quarterback in the system, I think mm-hmm. everybody after a fake college football season last year where the most professional-like programs were always going to succeed under harder circumstances. And I think after a couple of years of Trevor Lawrence that people have begun to think the big three are invincible. And while I think – I would never bet against Clemson making the playoff. I think they're going to make the playoff. I think they're not going to go 12 and 0. I think either A, Georgia will beat them, or B, I know the ACC's down, but it is so hard to go 12 and 0. Like it it just is. I, I think that somebody will beat them this year. That's just my take. And that's all you have to do is one one team to beat them. So, yeah, I, I think it has to be Georgia. When I look at their schedule, man, it is bad. And South Carolina is 
one of their out of conference games and that team is weak. I, I, I think if they, if they beat Georgia, I think you're hoping for an NC state like upset, maybe, um, maybe a Florida state upset. If, if Norvell's got that thing going down in Tallahassee, UConn. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> UConn fresh off their 45 Dude, to nothing loss to Fresno. You're right. That one cashed for me last weekend. Hell yeah. It does. It does look oh. pretty bleak. Uh, out what do you here. think the UConn? What do you think the UConn over under is on? This is uh, this is something like we gotta like investigate. They, that I has can, to be what under two and a half. I can One look it up. Oh, I'm looking it up right now. What do you? Uh, what do you? Think, oh, we can't uh, look at it because uh, they started already. Oh, uh, that's true. They started a game. I wonder what that was. It had to be one and a half or two and a half, right? Had to. Be. And I would. I think so. Under. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to win this year. Um, you know, we both picked mean, Ohio State minus fourteen, and yeah, Minnesota. About to go down so for the the, for the listeners. You guys know who won this game and what the score was, but we don't yet. And um, they're about to go into halftime losing if Minnesota can finish this drive. So, wow. Uh, come on, man. There's five minutes left. If they, if they score here, Ohio State can definitely score. But uh, Minnesota. I'm Going trying to be dramatic. Nothing. I'm trying to be dramatic. Good on them. I haven't paid attention to why uh, Ohio State didn't score after Minnesota made it 10-7, but um, not a bad half from PJ Fox oh. and the boys here. Oh, man. He sorry sorry to the listeners. He that thought was... the QB kept it. What? No, I oh, didn't. Brenda. I thought there was a cool <laughs> catch. Oh, man. Not oh, I like... think we're on different times. <laughs> yeah, we must be. My my TV was being laggy while we were recording this, so that's probably. I'm sure the listeners don't care though. So here's the deal, guys. This weekend, college football is really back. You have two more days of me being enthusiastic about the season until Michigan <laughs> squeaks by Western, 31 to 30, and you've got one week of Jeremy being insufferable after Michigan State stomps Northwestern tomorrow. But the important thing is we all get to lose to Ohio State in the end. 